Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, players, to the Lucky Die. Previously... Lafian plays a game, Ralph finds Kaden's memory, Squash becomes big, and Zoltana questions her intuition. As they leave Electo behind, Lafian keeps the group together as he approaches his final battle with the first king of the elves. Working with Squash as his battlefield eyes, Lafian wins the trial of the brain and receives a magical scroll as a reward. Now face to face with Talus's mum, the team enter her version of Cicero as she offers them help on their path. Where is Talvin? How do they find the ritual to free Calamon? And what is Talus's mum's name? I guess you're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. yourself in a beautiful warm village rose taylor's mom is walking you through the little houses in the area you can see that there are lots of people wandering around and they greet you and say hello smile or nod or continue about their days rose takes you to a small little cottage it's one story there's a little picket fence around the edge some of it's a little broken, still needs repair. But you can see there are lots of flowers growing. But what you kind of notice most of all in the garden off to one side is that there are a few chunks of wood and a few chunks of rock that look like they're partially sculpted into pieces of art that have yet to be finished. The house itself is made of a white brick and there are climbing roses of red and pink all over the building. And she takes you inside. Inside, there is a small wooden table round, and there are a couple of chairs around it. You can also see off to one side, there is a fireplace and a cooking spit. Also, another set of doors that lead off, you would presume, to the bedroom. What do you want to do? Um, Brawl is um, just happily chatting away, whether he is being listened to or not. <laughs> <laughs> excited, to, um, excited to meet Talus's mum. She comes across. Uh, she comes across as like pretty pleasant, happy. Um, you know, she seems very at peace. You know, like when you meet someone, you're like that person knows exactly who they are, and they're just getting on with their, in this case, death. Uh, but yeah, they seem very comfortable and very happy. 
So I guess I should ask. What are you doing in Cicero when you're not dead? We kind of have a few things that we're trying to accomplish. Um, I believe that Zoltana has uh, her own thing that needs doing, but we kind of need to get in touch with whoever would be in charge of the armies here. I know that's a bit asking much, but... Oh, I see. Which kind of trying to save the world. Well, you could get to it through this version of Cicero if you keep walking across it. Or go back to the road you came from and continue along the path until you see either a lion or a tiger, depending on your outlook. It usually marks the hole or doorway or turnoff, and that should lead you to the Elysium stage. That's where you'll find the people who run that side of Cicero. Okay. I don't know much about that. I've never... I'm waiting for Caden and Talus before I decide if I want to become something else. That's fair. Uh, ooh, suddenly I feel less okay about Caden, but uh, that's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> less okay? Is something wrong with him? Well, nothing anymore. We made. He's okay, Caden. Exactly. He's okay, Caden. <laughs> you see, she kind of smiles a little bit. <laughs> This is a joke she's probably heard and made a couple hundred times. <laughs> there was a point where he may have been deceased, but we it's fine. He's he's not. He's not. I know. Uh, she li- like when you guys came to this air, she literally thanked you for helping him. <laughs> we've, we've done a lot of helping is the thing. Caden Caden needs a lot of help, but it's okay. We're friends. He needs a little guidance now and then. But it seems like he's doing better. I think he's got a dampener on his XP gains or something. He's not leveling as quick as we are. <laughs> well, he's dead. <laughs> Took an XP penalty for dying. <laughs> oh, shit. This is one of those games? Oh, fuck. Wait a minute. Um. Wait, so uh, can you do... Can you see Taylor's and Caden from here? Can you interact with them? I can... We can watch over our loved ones every now and then. For me, I can look into the well, see them in the reflections, see and feel how they are. For others, it's looking into a mirror or a crystal ball or holding something they love. It's different for everyone, but for me, it's the well. Why do you ask? Oh, just, uh, I guess I never thought about what the people beyond can actually see. And for a second, I dumbly thought that maybe you could hear our prayers. I don't know. I'm I'm being silly. Sorry. You're not. Not at all. I hear Taylor sometimes. I hear Caden a lot. Is haunting a thing? Is that an option for you? For me? I mean, not not, not you specifically. I don't take you to be the type, but... You'd have to probably avoid the specters for that. Uh, she, you look, she looks like she was about to say something, and then she looks over at Rallin and nods. Yeah. That's something you have to speak with your specter about. I never wanted to do that, so I never asked. It'll probably make specter mad. <laughs> Some, probably. Or give him a good laugh, depending on how you reason it. Do you want to send them a message? We could tell them a message for you. Yes. Please. Can you tell Caden that it's not his fault? Tell him that it's time for him to forgive himself, because I forgive him. Sure. Yes. Thank you. He worries about that a lot. As far as I can tell, it's been a long day for you. You can rest here with us if you want. I know I wouldn't want to go back on the road for a bit. Uh, that would be... 
yeah, I I think taking a break might be very good. Yeah, I'd be into that. I don't know that we have the time. We're kind of on a, a deadline here. We might be able to take a short rest at most, but I think we should be moving on after that. I don't know how time works here. That's part of the problem. Plane of travel and time is wibbly wobbly timey wimey things. What does that mean? Can Ra get uh, a sense of that in any way at all? <laughs> <laughs> so like on uh, a, how much time ratio is happening? On, on a side note, um, you do know that the spell that Demi sent you to here and the connection that she has with the stones to squash means that however long you spend here is however long you will spend in the physical realm. She slash they slash a bunch of other people have done something with magic to keep you within the physical magic time stream. Oh, okay. I, I, I had it in my back of my head. Like there was something like that, but I couldn't remember exactly. Thank you. Me. Yeah. And you never really discovered how they managed that or what they were doing. You just know that it has happened. We just know that Father of Time has a black eye and empty pockets right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Future You has done that. I mean, whatever. <laughs> time travel shenanigans. No. Um, future Squash has a black eye for no reason. <laughs> he feels it like right now for the entirety of time. Um, you mean like Tony in all the Avengers movies? Oh, no. <gasps> Conspiracy. It will take a couple of days to get there from here. <laughs> I'm sorry, days? Cicero is huge. Almost half the population that has ever died is here. And you've no inkling how big that area would be? No. Imagine everyone who ever lived. Half of them are here with places like this. Some of them share, but most of them don't. The other half of Cicero is where they become somewhere else. This place is massive. Are there portals or way gates, something? Can we just go back through the door? Yes, a door for you or a turnoff for me, but yes. You would have to go back there and continue traveling however is far down your road or corridor or crawl space. It wasn't that big. It looks long. Is this going to be like one of my nightmares where I'm walking down the hallway and yet somehow can never reach the door at the end? I thought this was supposed to be the nice place. I'm in the nice place. You are visiting. I think the rules are different for you. We don't get to have nice things. Well, I guess that depends. <laughs> Rather, I should say the nice things are back on the material plane. Uh, <laughs> okay, we want to take a rest. I suggest we keep it short and then go. Especially if it's going to take days. You might be able to find magic users in other places, but I'm, I'm just a sculptor. Does that work here? Like... Their magic when they're dead, but here that works? She shrugs. You'd have to ask. I wouldn't know. You're a sculptor? She nods. What do you sculpt? Where? 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 Show me. She kind of looks like a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> and then uh, she, she smiles and says, uh, yeah. Actually, let me show you where the well is. It's my favorite piece. Rolf fancies himself a sculptor as well. Really? What do you sculpt with? And she kind of gets up and opens the door. To the <laughs> His tongue. <laughs> I'm sorry? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I forgot about that. And for a second I was like, oh, that sounds... Really sexual, dude. Um, <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he does. I'm an artist with my tongue. <laughs> no, that's Taylor's mom. Stop. I am an adult. I'm not a child. Uh, <laughs> but you are sacred. Um, she, she, yes. Uh, she, she takes you rail outside. The others, you can stay or go as you please. Um, 
Yeah, she takes you. Uh, yeah, the 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 rest of you can stay or go as you please. Um, and she takes you to the well. It's in the middle of the town, and you can see other people walking around. But you kind of get the idea after a while that they're not, maybe not real. Um, but the well feels real. And as you approach, you can see that there is kind of like a stone circle. And you can see that each of these stones has been carved an image of something, either flowers or roses, or they're images of a small girl. And you can see as you're looking around this, that this girl is getting taller and older and then suddenly goes from seven or eight to 18. You can see that this has all been carved around this stone circle. And as you look into it, you can see that it's just water at the bottom. It's very clear. And it has this tiny little wooden roof that, again, has been carved and sculpted to look as if it's a giant hand that has come out of the ground and is covering the well. Hmm. Wow. You could say that I've had some time on my hands. Some years, really. It's very nice. Thank you. What do you sculpt? Raul gets out his egg. I'm sorry, his what? My egg, you know. Wow, it's a wooden egg. Oh, <laughs> my Dutch. I had a fucking heart attack for a second. I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember. Ralph does not have step one egg. Step one light egg. Sorry. She, she kind of like reaches forward, like um, just not to take it from you, but she's like, may I? Yeah, this yeah. is really good work. Thanks. You can add something to it if you want. Oh, no. I wouldn't dream of interfering with someone else's art, but it's beautiful. There's no tool markings. Do you... Uh, raw, like, kind of... <laughs> sticks like claw in his mouth. And... Oh, oh... Oh, uh, okay. That's um, <laughs> she has it back to you like awkwardly. Oh, good. <laughs> like, good. I need to go okay. wash my hands. Yep. <laughs> well, you just ruined her Christmas. <laughs> it's really good. You really have an eye for art. Is that what you are outside of all of this? She kind of like indicates like the you know the kind of knuckle dusters on your hands and like the obvious like signs of fighting upon you no yeah i'm a fighter kind of well i think your soul is an artist this takes time and vision maybe if you stop being a fighter one day if you want to if you can that is this is something you will really be good at yeah, you know, maybe. We'll check back in one day, huh? Compare work again. I don't think my spit would work, but I could try some kind of acid. Hmm. I've never tried working <laughs> with it before. I can leave you some. <laughs> <laughs> she looks dubious for a second, so she doesn't know how to say no. And then she just shakes her head a little bit and she smiles and she's like, Great. That would be great. Thank you. I, you know what? I will make you something. So make sure that you don't get burned out and definitely don't get lost. So uh, come here when you're done and I'll show you what I've learned. Yeah? I'll definitely have something for you by then he smiles oh this mom is so nice for you <laughs> she tries <laughs> you're a little blown away by the arrival of four random people <laughs> yeah this isn't what you expect when you're just like chilling in your heaven you know yeah okay yeah. then then my daughter's friends are here <laughs> and they didn't like, even oh, knock okay. <laughs> um uh sultana uh did you go with them are you hanging out back at her place uh or taking a walk around the meadows and all that shit around what are you up to you know what i think sultana is does, does is there like a nice like bathtub in this place i think sultana's gonna treat herself 
Oh, fuck yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Like, you kind of look around for a bathtub and you kind of look out the back windows and you can see that there is, like, this kind of hedge arrangement that has, like, climbing roses and, like, lavender and they're, like, these kind of bushes around. And as you move your head and stand up a little bit, you can glimpse, like, there's this uh, copper um, bathtub outside. You can see that there is, like, um, a pump for water out there as well. It's, like, glorious sunshine, so it's super warm out. Zoltana's gonna take a nice relaxing bath. Put her hair up like, in like it's a little but in like a little <laughs> uh a little towel soak. You know. This is so beautiful. It's really warm out. Um and that like these little kind of like um like dragonflies and butterflies that are constantly flying around. The water is perfect temperature because you know it's it's Cicero and everything's supposed to be happy. Um and there are lots of bubbles if you wish and oil like it's just it's really nice this is like super good (laughs) yay i love it (laughs) and the towel is super fluffy (laughs) and then after her bath she's gonna relax and and uh lay in the meadow and read her book which book the one that i still haven't finished that's on my character sheet somewhere where is it I believe that's the one about making speeches and making friends. Is that the one? Probably. I think that's the only one. The one one you got from Ogma's library, I think. Yeah. Yes, Ogma. I thought it was Savras for a second. All right, great. Um, Cool beans. I love it. Squash. Um, Arch, what is Lafayette up to, if I may ask? He's probably sitting there meditating, (laughs) to be honest. All right, uh, then I'm not going to feel guilty about this. <laughs> I'm going to pull you into bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Roll um, for bullshit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Squash 100%. <laughs> I think uh, when uh, Sultana and Raul kind of uh, go their own ways to do their things, uh, Squash, like, after a short while, he, like, gets out his old green cloak and he's, like, kind of just thumbing over it and looking for, like, uh, like holes to patch over and stuff like that. And eventually he just kind of looks up at um, Lafayette and just like, um, Lafayette, um, could you help me a little bit? What you need? Um, just an extra pair of hands. I, I want to patch up my dad's old cloak. It's It's been a while and, uh, it's got a big old burn hole on his shoulder right now, so it's like a shape of a hand. Laughing <laughs> <laughs> without even like moving or opening his eyes, just like a, a semi-translucent hand appears next to you and just wiggles its fingers at you. Mm. That's nice. Uh, and he kind of like puts the the cloak in the hands of the uh, like into the fingers of the hand, so it holds and stretches against them. Um. And he's just kind of like absentmindedly like pulling like out needles and threads and stuff uh, out of like bags and pockets he has. Um, and he works kind of quietly for a while um, until he like, um, what do you think of the shorter lived races? In regards to what? Um, it's... I don't know how to say this exactly. Um, I haven't been around a lot of elves and dwarves in my lifetime. Um, But the few that I've met, um, I have always gotten... Not a single one of them I ever felt like a friend with. um, Until you and Sultana. But it always felt off. I've made not friends, but acquaintances with... Uh, half orcs with uh, humans uh, with gnomes but elves and dwarves for some reason I've always felt like they look at me like a little bit weirdly Um, and I've had an experience and he says this as he pulls out like a kind of a bright colored material out of the back of holding and he just takes a scissor to it and cuts a little square out um there was a man I knew. Um, he was doing um, he was doing a drug called tar, and it kills you. It kills you fast. Once you start, there's no going back. It's not good. 
And I made him so many promises because I knew he wasn't going to be around for very long. Because I knew in the scheme of my life, these promises meant really nothing, maybe a month or two. Uh, I, I promise I won't steal again. It's for a month or two. You, you, you'll be dead. You're killing yourself. And I think that's how I feel, the feeling I get from longer-lived races about a shorter-lived races. It often doesn't feel like real because you kind of just, we're just a, 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 a flash. To be honest, for most of, I can't really speak as much for the dwarves, but at least for the elves in particular, you're not that far off. At least not as a whole, that a lot of them, that's how it is. I think part of that, though, is because of the fact that most elves are content to stay in their realm. And I think that is kind of wherein lies part of the problem, but also part of the solution. How do you mean? If, if I had not been subjected to everything that I was, if I had not left my home, if I had not been thrown in prison. I don't think I would have the worldly experience that I do from having to travel all over the place, from meeting all these different people, from falling in love, from everything that I've experienced. It's a very different outlook upon the worlds than most elves would have. And I think that is where the problem lies. I think if more elves were subject, subjected to seeing the world, seeing the other races, and just getting to know them, things would probably be very different. So you, you, think, you think it's just experience? You, you think people will uh, grow and, and, and adapt? Their, their mind will expand? I think that people grow based on their surroundings and the things that they are subjected to over their lifetimes. Elves very much are akin to trees. They set deep roots, and they grow ever upwards, and they branch out, but never that far. Swash I think has a that, genuine smile on his face. <laughs> I think that if they were to reach in different directions than just upward, they may see other things than just the sun. He's at this point uh, probably like getting well done with like patching up the big burn spot. Um, it's, it's, I hope you're right. I really do. Um, I, I've I've been afraid since uh, Demi told me about the 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 whole father of time thing. Um. Supposedly, that's going to extend my life, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose the, the point of view I have. I don't want to be unable to connect and, and and, bond with people. And I don't want to give an air of of carelessness. And I, I hope you're right. I really do because I, I. I really do. Then just make sure that you grow wide and not just tall. And I don't mean that by stuffing your face. Squash just kind of chuckles into his uh, neck and um, like moves the cloak around in the magic hand. If you need an example besides me, just look at Pintor. He may have grown up in the realm of elves, but he lived for a good portion of it as well with the dwarves. And even just that experience on its own changed him. Neither he nor I are anything like our father or our mother who spent much of their time in the elven realm and nowhere else. Yeah. At least not that father's told me, but... Uh, that would be as far as you know, yeah. Yeah. It's all about experiences. It's all about learning from the world as much as the world learns from you. People always talk about leaving their mark, but they forget about the mark the world leaves on them. Thank you, Lafian. Of course. I may not have the wisdom of the ages, but what wisdom I have, I'm willing to share. 
Squash is just rolling up the the cloak, like admiring his handiwork a little bit, just happy that he hasn't forgotten how to sew, and that he puts it away. <laughs> Better than I. I uh, can't sew at all. Two, two, two comments. Uh, one, they are some dope-ass smoke rings. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, you said brightly coloured cloth. Do you mean whatever cloth came to hand, or is there a specific one? Uh, I didn't have a specific color in mind, but since the cloak is not used for sneaky burglary things, I don't, <laughs> I like, I, I, it can literally be any color. Okay. I'm picturing uh, yellow for some reason. I, probably, since that bag was Demi sticking your hand in there and going cloth, uh, it's probably going to be something along, yeah, the yellow, the orange, or the red variety, so... <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Her shit you just stole from again. And not only stole from, you cut into. It's, she doesn't need it where she's going. It's like a bright yellow summer dress. <laughs> <laughs> Too much? Uh, you only get an ass whooping when we go back to the print material plane. <laughs> Demi's going to be like, Demi you think I didn't fucking hear that? You think I didn't fucking hear? We're connected, bitch. Right. Boom, boom. Okay, uh, Sultana, in your bath, or sorry, as you are reading your book, I would like you to please roll 2d20s. I got a 1 and a 10. Cool. You have gained 11 new followers thanks to Elise's efforts. Awesome. I would like to put my book down and I'd like to call my dog to me. I don't believe it. Everyone's always saying that I never remember I have a dog and I remembered. I remembered you guys. Um, yeah, she very uh, in response to your memory of her. Um, she very quickly like comes around from like a nearby bush or a nearby tree, um, and she just kind of like, pads over towards you. And she kind of like sits like sits down on like, her head on her front paws. She looks a little bit miffed, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanna I wanna do some bonding time with her. I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm sorry that I I. Uh, had you hold the door for us and I promise I won't do it again, okay? <laughs> can you roll a pers- uh, You can roll either an animal handling or a persuasion roll, whichever is your highest. <laughs> You're 100% correct why she was miffed. <laughs> it's going to be persuasion. Got an 11. She looks... Not exactly happier and her ears are still a bit more like alert than she would be like very, you can tell when she's comfortable. She's not wonderfully comfortable, but she's at least calmed down a little bit. She's a lot less angry at you. I know I probably has gone a long way. But I am going to take some uh, like a jerky ration out of my pack and Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold it out for her. She kind of stands up really wearily and like heads over to you and she does that thing where she opens her mouth very very quickly and snatches the ration away from you and then she eats it looks her head down and looks back up with like big eyes like oops sorry (laughs) (laughs) doggo no she done wrong (laughs) no that's okay because i was offering it to her so i wanted her to take it um i go over and i offer my hand up like tentatively to see if she'll let me give her pets she kind of like nudges your hand with her nose a little bit and then she kind of like gives it like one solid lick and then she settles down at your feet i give her some pets and then um i am gonna let me see what do i have in my pack i think i have okay i'm like almost sure i took i took like a skull or something a couple of you have have a head yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the bear head out of my pack and I'm going to hold it up and I'm going to go, want to play fetch? You have the grossest thing in Cicero right now. <laughs> she uh, she kind of like jumps up. She doesn't have her, like her tail isn't wagging. She's not playful, but she wants to like, for her, this is like a, a um, exercising her skills rather than playing. But yeah, she's into this. Pouncing uh, exercises. I'm going to... I'm going to roll my athletics to see how far I can throw <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Go for it. <laughs> if you get an at 20 on this, I'm going to lose my You are doing 
You were doing this literally in someone's yeah. heaven right now. You're in someone's <laughs> heaven right now doing what you're doing. I am Zoltana is owning it and making dog. it her heaven. I am playing with my dog, Raul. Either one. I am playing All with dogs my go to heaven. Oh. Um, yeah, on a 13, you did get like a good lob on it and she goes like bounding after it. Um, yes, your bond with your companion has grown ever stronger. I'm just going to spend the rest of the afternoon uh, playing back <laughs> with her. Plus one to <laughs> reputation with Electo. Electo will remember this. Yes, Electo will remember this. Playing fetch with a bear head. <laughs> Sorry, a demon bear head. I need to remember. <laughs> Plus one paragon, minus one renegade. I love it. Um, okay. All right. Um, unless anyone wants to try or interact or do anything else, then I'm going to roll forward to the morning. Um, Rose feeds you something that kind of vegetarian and just tastes really good. Um, it's not the best meal ever, but it's as good as she'll ever manage for cooking suddenly for four more mouths than one. Um, yeah, and it's a very comfortable, pleasant night for you all. So you get to regain back all your hit points, all of your expending resources, like everything gets reset and goes back to where you should be. Fuck. Okay. Ral, I need your, I need your roll, my dude. Yes. Oh, uh, what is that? What, what dice is that now? Oh my god! I think it's still a D eight. I'll check though. Uh, PM notes. Here we go. It's a D six. You're right. Shit! I hate being right. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> well, you said these are. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. Um, for how long though, V? For how long though? Oh yeah. Uh, thanks to Zoltana, you still have another eleven days on D sixes. Uh, all right. Uh, morning comes around and she feeds you once again. Um, she kind of leaves the food on the table, but she's not around when you wake up in the morning. Um, the day is much like yesterday. It is warm. The sun is shining. There's never a cloud in the sky. It's just comfortable. What do you want to do? We leave. Without saying goodbye? You barged in here without knocking. <laughs> no, we say goodbye, but we need to go. Okie dokie. Um, she kind of like... Thank you for your hospitality. We missed a part. <laughs> She waves the four of you goodbye. You can see that she's kind of like leaning over the well and just paying a little bit more attention to that than the four of you leaving. Um, she kind of gives you all a hearty wave and you find yourselves back in the corridor. Is this is this like one of my nightmares? Is the end of the hallway ever out of reach? The end of this hallway to your left-hand side is a doorway that would lead you back to, like in the physical realm, would lead you back to the kind of like temple area itself, the, the entrance hall where Claws and Guardian are normally situated. The other end of this hallway is the door that leads to the mirror room. So this is exactly the same corridor as you'll find in Falsum Faseum in the temple underneath Falsum. Okay, which you know one? that the door straight opposite you is uh, the one that led to the ancient king. The door behind you led to uh, Talus's mum. We need to find a door with a lion or a tiger on it. Not a bear. Lion the tiger, not bear. <laughs> does the mirror room door have a lion or a tiger on it? It does not. Fuck me. Um. So we've been in the left room and the right room. Mm -hmm. That's the peace room and mm -hmm. the... Temple. Religious room? Yep. Yeah, the temple room. So, so we don't have the forge. We <laughs> don't have You on the, the right hand side chair. there would be the room to like the forge, and then after that would be the room to the barracks. On the left hand side would be the room to the uh the room where you fought the statues, and the room after that would be death chair, and then the door in front of you would be the mirror room. Okay. Everybody's thinking death chair, I think. No, no. <laughs> or we could go in order. So, well, of course, there's also the door behind you. So, yeah. 
the problem is that we were specifically told to go for the door that's going to have the lion or the tiger on it. And none of these have that. I'm assuming we're just going to have to explore. That's the one thing we shouldn't be doing. Why not? It's going to take too long. We're to- I was told days to get there. Days. So we have days to explore. Okay, I'll just check really quick then. And Rob speaks his head. <laughs> Rob, in. nothing you do is quick. Okay. <laughs> hey, he found the king. Uh, Rob is going to go in order. We're going to go in order from where we first went, because that's what we've done so far, I think. We're doing the, the uh, fighting ring room now. Okay. It's going to be a Valkyrie in there, like, fight me, bitch. You open the door to what you, the sum of you would know was where you fought the statues. Um, as you open it, um, I'm sure, is, is Ral taking the lead on? Yeah, Ral's taking the lead on this. As Ral opens the door, what you see is an entrance to the fighting pit, um, to the fourfold. Apologies, I'll rephrase that. You find the fourfold in front of you. You can see that there are many chambers and doors exactly as you remember it into the hill. You can see that there is the fighting ring just below. You can see that there is a pathway that leads forward and further down into the earth dark. But there is no one here. Yeah, Rod turns around and he's kind of like, he's got an uh-oh look on his face. <laughs> so clearly that's not the room. So let's move on to the next one then, yeah? Okay, yeah, fair. And Rawl <laughs> leaves before figuring out what's here because it's probably not great. <laughs> it's probably someone that's okay. going to whoop your ass. <laughs> probably someone's going to whoop my ass face. One well, of the I'm people you go. killed is probably down there like, fight me, bitch, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we're going in order. All right, what's in, what's in the, the crafting room? Uh, I need to know who opens the door. Like, it, everything here depends on who is doing what. Oh, fuck's sake. Fine. Uh, Laffian opens the crafting room door. What you see before you is a very familiar place. You see the forests and the trees and the homes of the forests surrounding Belligbood. Straight ahead of you, up in the trees, you can see that there is what has been built a house within the tree itself. You can see there's a balcony. And standing on this balcony, you see Talbon. He just seems to be enjoying the air. He hasn't noticed you. Well, maybe he at least knows where the fuck we're supposed to go. Talbon! Oi! <laughs> Oi! <laughs> Oi, Talbon. He, like, he's not stepping Oi, in, he's mate. just in the doorway. Oi! You got, got, got your Cicero license? No. Um, where the fuck okay. am I supposed to go? Uh, Talvin just takes a moment to figure out what the fuck is happening Um, and he kind of looks around and he looks down in your general direction he just looks a little stunned and then he makes his way down and uh, are you going to meet him or are you going to stay in your corridor? No, I'm staying in the fucking door I'm not falling for some bullshit Okay Alright, you sure? Alright Talvin kind of like walks over and he's like Oh, I'm. I'm so sorry. I'm not dead. I assure you. He can like raise his eyebrow. Not yet. Right. Can I ask, what are the four of you doing here? Well, we had a lovely chat with your ancestors. It turns out. Uh, got the thinks a couple of times. Yes, lovely. Yes, a uh, very, very fun one. That um, I did the whole thing with he, that. He smiles. Got the <laughs> like, thing. I don't hold it against you. He was nice enough. Um, maybe you can just expedite things because you like to know things and help help me, right? Right? We're friends now. He we looks, made up, right? He looks a little bit uncomfortable. Like, he feels like something, like his face just clearly screams he thinks something else is going on here. And he says, help with what, Lafian? We need to find the army of Cicero so that we can get them to help us save the world. The usual stuff, you know. What was the name of the place that the people would be at? The 
Cicero. Elysium. Was it the amphitheater? No. Stage. Elysium stage. That was it. Stage. Yeah. We were told look for the door with the lion or the tiger. Um, I don't know if you can stick your head out this door, but none of them have that on there. He he looks at you, and then he kind of does indeed walk into your corridor, and he kind of like scans what he can see, and he says, I am not seeing a corridor. What do you see? I see a lake and a boat. If you tell me I... that you see an illusory goldfish, I'm pushing your ass in. He smiles. Yeah, she told me about that. Laffy <laughs> <laughs> loses I... his shit at that. <laughs> <laughs> like he just starts busting out. He says, I could possibly take you there. I've gone through my own lake a few times, exploring, talking. I could probably row you out there, but it would take a couple of days at least. So we've been told. Um, I don't want to put you out. I know this is your uh, rest. Time of rest? Yes. He kind of like smiles. How would you... We just see a corridor, a stone corridor. We don't seem to see a different way. Do we just need to pass through the rooms? As far as I understand, Stand it from a from a from a mage who talked to me about how it kind of works here. If you come into my world, sorry, if you come into my Cicero, I can take you out, and you should see what I see. The pathway that you are on, the road, the lake, whatever. It's something that resonates with all four of you, I'm assuming. For me, it was a lake. Let's try it. And he, he kind of like steps back into uh, Belligbood facsimile. <laughs> if you're sure. We can only but try. I would say that we need to test you or something to make sure that you're you, but you kind of already called me I out. I test you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% convinced that you're laughing. You are a very... I haven't known laughing to be particularly needy or whiny right now. What? <laughs> and that is what you give off. <laughs> just, excuse me. <laughs> Damn. Excuse you. I like this Talvin a lot better than I like the Talvin that tried to kill us. <laughs> well, he wasn't trying to kill you. <laughs> He kind of like smiles and laughs a little bit. He's like, I'm definitely not the same Talvin that you knew. Come in. Let's give this a try. Besides, you could probably just kill me all over again. And, and yeah, he, he goes back inside. Um, if the four of you want to trust this version of Talvin, um... <laughs> He basically just pushes close the door behind you and then pulls it open. And what you do is you find yourself kind of looking at a dock. And at the very end of the dock, there is this small boat, a small rowing boat. And you can see that there is a very large lake surrounded by trees and mountains and sandy beaches. It looks clear and calm. And Talvin just walks to the boat and sits down. You guys killed this guy? No. He got caught by the shadows. Yes. <sighs> Saving your father, actually. Oh. Your mother finished the job. I'm not even surprised. Your mother is better than any of you boys at the bow. I don't want to talk about it. I'm blessed and cursed that I acquired powers of other nature. He kind of like smiles, lifts one hand and like nods just a little bit along the lines of like, that's, that's definitely laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
cock okay. yes, motherfucker. <laughs> like, Lafrian's just, like, muttering under his breath as he climbs into the boat. <laughs> With the four of you um, on board, unfortunately, it's not enough room for Electa, but you're pretty sure that she can just get to you whenever she wants. And she kind of, like, sits uh, butt down um, on the end of the dock just watching you. She doesn't look sad or unhappy. She's just watching you almost like uh, she's watching for enemies, like, you know, assessing the situation. She finds none. It's just a just a lake um, and Talvin begins to row it's going to take him four days actually no um, I'll tell you what just leave this down to chance Arch roll Hi. a d6 oh god <sighs> okay this is where everybody hopes that Arch is containing still has the roll 20 curse nope five. Oh god damn it Arch you fucked us <laughs> Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> Why didn't you roll better, Arch? Why would you do this to us? Okay. I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be kind. Um it takes you four days. Um I'll take one off. You have to take one off for the arch curse, it's, it's fair. Are you implying that I naturally have a negative one? I know, I'm just implying that it's unfair that roll twenty seems to want to fuck y'all, so <laughs> all right. It's a, of 108. it's a feature um, at you this are point. kind of on this boat for about four days. It's, you know, not the smallest boat. It's not a massive boat by any stretch of the imagination either. And quite often he'll pull off to the sides so that he can stretch and like, you know, everyone can kind of get off their sea legs sort of thing. But it's a fairly calm trip, even though he rose very, very quickly. Um, he doesn't seem to tire out as much as you would think a mortal person would, but he's dead, so he doesn't quite feel the same anymore. Um that makes you on evening 108. Let me scroll down and check a thing. Oh, God. Okay, I might need to change that. Um, at some point while we're traveling, he probably just mentions to Talvin that he gave Ninverna the ring and the whole thing that Ninverna is currently doing. <coughs> he, he, he looks, first of all, very thankful. <laughs> <laughs> you gave Nimverna the ring. And it looks suddenly very worried and terrified and he kind of stops his, his rowing for a bit and the boat continues like through momentum. And he says, she's, she's going after the blissful eclipse and Dachin with just Damas at her side. Was. Um, she has thus committed herself to the way of bloody vengeance, as far as I understand it. Uh, Talvin just kind of like nods in Zoltana's uh, <laughs> general direction. <laughs> um, and to that end, we did contact, um, I believe we contacted the Lodge. Zoltana did, yeah. So there is backup that is going to be there. We made it very clear that what they're going into is very dangerous. Okay. Okay. And he just like picks up the oars again and like begins like begins to row, but he's more focusing on what he's thinking than he is really rowing. I made All sure right. that she didn't go down the same path that you did alone. She has helped this time. I appreciate that. With Zoltana and Adet at her side, I'm sure she'll be fine. She's very capable. Talvin? Hmm? With conviction. Say it again. Oh, she's capable. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. It's not the worry of the dead. She'll be fine. Gives him a pat on the shoulder. He continues rowing. You know, you get a weary wrinkle right there on your forehead whenever you do that. And then he just like flicks him on the forehead. <laughs> he gives off the air like he's kind of just ignoring you at the point and just putting up with your bullshit. Like he's clearly not paying any attention to you that. You bust in people's heavens and you just fuck with them. What is this? <laughs> You started it. You this started is a place it. of peace. And no, I didn't. I was giving hugs and very much enjoying. 
Tavis is mom's company. And we had a good conversation and uh, left on good terms. But what are you doing? Listen, it is not a true heaven for a mentor unless one of your students comes and fucks with you. I think that no, might I feel be true. like that's the opposite. No, I, you need to be I reminded think- of what you escaped. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. And then reminded that you you can't really escape it. Um, Okay. It's Woody Banter. We're Um, having a good time here. Sultana, can I get you to roll? Let's see what the fuck they're doing. Uh, I'll get you to roll me 3d20 this time. At least, like, probably has been pulled aside by Tuck at some point. He's like, can you just stop? (laughs) Just for one night. What do you need me to roll? 2d20 again? Uh, three, please. Three. Uh, one for each of the knights, apart from one, because Tuck finally had enough of her shit and like, hey, hey, we're having a date. Um, <laughs> I now have to remember to do night rolls for you and day rolls for um, um, Ralph. Roll. Eight, ten, and three. Nice. Uh, you have gained yourself 21 followers thanks to um, Elisa's efforts. Possibly would have gained more if it weren't for Tuck's efforts at having a normal life. <laughs> um, Ral, in that case, I require four rolls from you, please. Please don't put a hole in the bottom of this boat. Four D6s. You will, pro- unless you the last one is a roll, like you won't, and you're not going to sink the boat anyway, you won't suffer from exhaustion <laughs> because you'll have made it up the next day. All right, let's do it. D6. Oh, no, me. You've got this. I have faith in you. <laughs> be, no, I don't. <laughs> you gotta bind your it. head inside your this own fucking head. I have faith in you. Five. All right, you're okay for three. One more day. You're still fine. <laughs> five. Ooh. You're still fine. Come on, last day. No. <laughs> no. Oh boy. Um, We're gonna die. Roll uh, acid attack against yourself. Halved the damage because you have your belt set to acid, right? Um, oh boy, and you have a level of exhaustion. Uh, your belt is set to acid, right? It did make you reset that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Partway through this day, Talvern pulls into a small dock and you can see that kind of burns into the dock itself. You can see like from from afar, you can see an image of a lion. It seems to be like it will just be standing and, and walking like there's nothing majorly significant about it other than there is a symbol here for a lion. And he pulls up alongside. I'm going to stop and you. he jumps... Yes. We just spent four days on a boat. Yes. I have two things. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, no, nothing bad, but I'm not going to let okay. V All steal, right. uh, what would it be, like 120 hours or something stupid? I'm bad at math. Um, <laughs> close, close. I think it's like 96 Pretty close, actually. Yeah, it's uh, 96, yeah. All right. Um, what I, would you like to do? I have, um, first of all, I have the scribblings of the uh, rooms around the Forge of Worlds. Mm, yes. Um, which I haven't or have not yet like researched what the hell they exactly are. But we know they're extremely okay. powerful. That's something I would like to do. Yes. And then I have uh, a book which had completely fallen by the wayside until somebody reminded me about it. All right, let's do your runes first. All let's right. just do one nightmare for me at a time. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So you have scribblings of the runes that yourself and Lafian like mm-hmm. wrote down, found out um, that was above the Forge of Worlds. Mm-hmm. As you look through this and something in the way that you perceive it, the way that you remember things, it reminds you very much of aspects of the giant rune that covered Gita. It's not the same. It doesn't stop teleportation, like flicking through like the various books that you have on magic. It's not the teleportation part. It is the anti-scrying part. It's the part that says this will stop things scrying on you. But this would take a long-ass time to either put in place, a lot of magic to put in place very quickly, or 
yeah, it would either have to be put in place with basically a ritual of a few hours or you would have to get someone with basically a level, level nine spell slot to put this down in like a minute. All right. But this, you know it's anti-scrying, but you don't know to what level unless you make an arcana check. Yes, it's not the world's toughest. You might be able to already figure out what it would scry, protect you from scrying from. But Can I help him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can have uh, advantage. Yeah, you're sitting on the boat with me. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, what you reading? <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off, Lafayette. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the knowledge. I need You this. can come read my Spectre's book with me. You have a Spectre book? <laughs> Raw, this, have a Spectre Raw book. this is a job manual. <laughs> a, I think it is. <laughs> a training manual. Chapter one, um, clocking in at the main machine. Oh, what's a Oh. You have to clock in. So what did you get on your Arcana check? I was only a 14. You know that it would prevent scrying spells from going through for, um, for example, like your average everyday sentient person. Mm-hmm. Maybe also demons, but you don't, you have a feeling that there is something else in here, but you can't tell to like definitely, other than sentient races, you don't know definitely what else it would protect against. But there are aspects in there that aren't just sentience. That's all you know. All right. Uh, let me add this to my info doc. <sighs> all right. And the second nightmare you're going to drop on me. So when we were in Giada, uh, we found a hidden wall, like a false wall at the back of a cave. And there were... Right. Uh, yes. I think there was a body and a bit of gear. I don't remember if there was a body in 100%. Yeah, there were two corpses inside their sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them broke in their leg and the other one had starved to death. Mm-hmm. And one of them had a magical tome, or at least a book yes. that oozed a little bit of magic. And hey, yes, I've got 96 hours to kill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Squash is turning to a nerd, guys. Um, <laughs> there's, ain't, there's nothing to steal around, so i got to occupy myself somehow. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Ooh. Oh, thank you. From reading through this tome, you get it's very difficult for you to read um, because it's not really in your language, but you do pick out the runes and you do pick out aspects of it. Um, so I will allow you to learn from the wizard spell list one first, one second, and one third level spell. Ooh. Okay, so it's somebody's um, uh, spell book. It's not just a spell book. It's also like their journal. Okay. Um, I would also like you to roll another arcana check. All right. Uh, is Lafian still helping me? Yeah, assume he's there. All right, cool. <laughs> Unless he's making Talvon annoyed or sad or whatever. I mean, maybe annoyed, but you know, not not all the time. That's a twenty. Okay. You said you wanted to learn the spell that Demi sent you to Cicero with, correct? Yes. So you basically had picked out the runes. Yep. Like you can tell she did three runes, but you don't exactly know what they are. Mm-hmm. This book helps you to figure out some of them. Um, in fact, if it helps you to figure out what all types of the runes are. Um, you, again, wouldn't be able to cast this spell, but you've at least figured out a portion of the puzzle. Um, you can tell that the first one that she cast was a transfer rune. The second one she cast was a time rune. And the third one she cast was a, tra- a teleport rune. Transport, time, and teleport. The first one she did was transfer, transfer, as in moving something from A to B. The second one was time, and the third one was teleport. So imagine it like layers, yeah. like the first one she did, the second one did, she did the third one, and then pushes them together, and that got you here. A rune sandwich. This definitely does not cor- yes, uh, this definitely does not correspond with like the planar travel stuff that you have read. There is something, she's definitely fucked with this spell. All right, all right. Yeah, the time part where they're locking us in time. Yes. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. All okay. Right. Um, I'll pick my own spells. Thank you. You're welcome. Rather than me trying to figure out spells that would be in here, like, oh, this person would have fucked on a spells. Pick what you want. I don't give a shit. Um, pick things that make you happy. Um, okay. You find yourself on the dock. Talvin also gets out and joins you on the dock. And you see that Elector, as you're kind of like drifting in, just kind of like walks across onto the dock and you can see that she's just sitting there waiting for the four of you. 
as you stand on the dock, he kind of like points through the trees and he's like, you should find the stage this way. Good luck. Whatever it is you're doing. What, what should we expect? A performance. And he smiles. Oh. That's not ominous at all? <sighs> it's fine. We've been through enough trials and tribulations already. What's one more? He reaches out a hand to each of you. Um, and he kind of gives you a small nod and he says... Hopefully I won't see any of you for a long time. Good luck. And he turns and walks along the shore. Hi everyone, Ral here. If you've made it this far in the show and you still have not left a review, it's still a good time, always a good time, to leave a review. Or maybe you have left a review in the past already, but have since then changed your podcast app and you have not left a review on your new one. Uh, maybe check to see if you have left a review. Those reviews go a long way to helping us. Every review that we have vouching for us is another person that might potentially come and find our community and give us a shot. So thank you so much for everyone who's left a review. And thank you, of course, again to all of our patrons. Thank you to patrons Rate, Christopher Dybert, and PC and Peregrine. I hope I at least got close to pronouncing those things right for you. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us. Last thing, thank you so much to Tian for providing your talent to us and playing Rose, Talus's mom, for this episode and the last episode. Thank everyone so much for listening, and we will see you all next episode. Bye. She clearly doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> that's, that's just, no, she's just clearly very tired. She kind of curls into a little ball and shoves a little bit of food in her mouth and closes her eyes and you can tell that she fell asleep immediately. He's making friends in the only way he knows how. Push-ups. Oh. Why? How do you, uh, how do you get your strength? Um, not upside down generally, uh, but... <laughs> They're looking for love. Hey, hi, I don't know if you remember us. Yeah, you're the, the, the weirdos. Yeah, some of us. Not me, I'm cool. This is Tales of Bone and Ice, an actual play D&D 5e horror comedy podcast set in a post-apocalyptic frozen wasteland that takes place atop the frozen ocean. Follow along on their adventure as they learn to laugh, love, fight, and discover the hidden truth underneath the surface and uncover the secrets of their haunting and mysterious legacies and maybe, just maybe, they won't die along the way. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.